Matt and Mike in the morning. Welcome back to Matt and Mike in the morning. This is Old Testament lesson 14 to be taught in the new year on January the 7th. On a kingdom divided. I thought you were going to say on a Sunday because it's Sunday school prep. Well, it, it is on double the 7th. It's the 7th of January, the day after Epiphany. Uh, also, the morning of the, uh, the Frisco Bowl. What's it called? The big game down in Frisco. The, champ, the national championship, where the, the the Jackrabbits hopefully won't play another exhibition game, and it'll actually be a little bit fun to watch instead of a blowout of like was it sixty two to nothing or something like that. So today we have the effects. We have we have the splitting of the kingdom and the effects of this. So we had um, we had King David. We had a son, King Solomon. Solomon built the temple. Um, but after Solomon died, there was some turmoil and things went badly and the, and the kingdom ended up splitting. So what happened is that Solomon's son Rehoboam is who, is who Solomon chose to rule after him. Um, down, so Jerusalem is in the south as well. So Rehoboam in the south, that's, that's Judah. Um, and then up north, um, they, they, um, they had Jeroboam as their leader. So if you'll recall, during Saul's reign, when he was building the temple and building all this great stuff, it was a great time to live there because, um, well, there's just a lot of wealth there in, in the nation of Israel. Um, but in order to get all of that, um, Solomon had the people work for it. He had them build the temple. He had them build um, store ci um, uh, um, cities, uh, uh, port cities. And a bunch of stuff like that. And, and Solomon worked the people from the north further away from him. He worked them harder than he worked the people closer to his home. And so the people up north were pretty upset about this. And so after Solomon dies, they send, uh, they send the representative down to, Jer down to Rehoboam, uh, Solomon's son. And they say, hey, your dad worked us pretty hard. You know, our, our, if, you, if you ease up a bit... Then we will we, we, we will we will stay with you and we'll we'll stay together and it'll be a great country it'll be a great deal just just don't work us like your dad did, and so Rehoboam is just a young buck and he 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 talks to the to uh, to the council of old men and they say yeah what a great deal do this but then Rehoboam talks to his friends who are young and immature like he is, and they say this is your chance to just take over everything. And so Rehoboam comes back and says, my, my pinky is, is thicker than my father's thigh. Um, my, my, my father enslaved you with whips, but I will enslave you with scorpions. And so he says, I'm going to make it so much worse than my dad did. And so the north, led by Jeroboam, splits. They, they, they break off from the kingdom of Judah in the south. And so the north is called Israel. The south is called Judah. And there's always this rivalry between them because really because of, of Solomon and Rehoboam and, and wanting to work the people too hard. That King George's taxes upon the colonists. Yep. Sort of. Sort of. I thought you were going to go along this, like, uh, you know, the War of Northern Aggression, which is what you call the Civil War, you Southerner, you. But it's a divided kingdom. It is. And, and when there's a divided kingdom, there it's never peaceful. Uh, the Revolutionary War was about as peaceful as any revolution in the history of, of mankind that I can think of off the top of my, at least in recent past. Um, you know, Civil War, oh, terrible blood. And, you know, much the same for uh, the divided kingdom. But 
not so much for the people as it was for the rulers and the kings. So this lesson really gets into the weeds of the details of, of 1 Kings uh, chapters 12 through 16 and inches into 17 a little bit. We'll get a little more on that uh, the following week. Uh, so the details that are in the lesson necessarily about all the different kings, not super necessary, honestly. Uh, to retain that information, it'd be pretty rough. But Pastor Bauer is saying about the divided kingdom, and this is not the will of God. Uh, he wants his people to stay together. And so the root of it is uh, Solomon served the Lord. Uh, he wavered there in the middle, but we believe he came back to the faith and wholeheartedly uh, confessed faith and served the Lord. But his son, Rehoboam, was just a fool. Yep. And, uh, and when you have a leader who's a fool, it doesn't go well for the nation underneath him. Uh, you can see that uh, all over all over the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. So each of these two kingdoms, Israel in the north and Judah in the south, they're, not only are they kind of angry with each other, but they have different approaches to what they're doing too. So down south, if you go to Israel, if you, if, if you go there, um, down south, it's all dirty and dusty. There's not a lot of grass or green things. It's just kind of dry. Um, but up north, it's, it's a lot greener. There's... Um, it, it, it's just m much more fertile soil and that sort of stuff. And so because of this, the South was fairly poor and the and the North is fairly rich. The North also had a lot of, of port cities and they would do a lot of international trade. When you look at kind of a mm -hmm. world map, um, there were a lot of major highways that went through, through Israel and North there. Um, but what the North didn't have is Jerusalem. What the North didn't have was a king of David's line. And so their worship was all wrong. And so yep. Jeroboam um, and, and, and the first kings there, they said, well, we, um, up north, we can't have our people going down to Jerusalem in the south to worship because then that, that's just terrible for everything because we hate them. And so, and so Jeroboam sets up two cities um, kind of on the, on the south and the north uh, borders of Israel in the north there. Um, Shechem, I think, is, is one. It doesn't really get into this here. And then up in Dan somewhere, up north. Um, and, and, and apparently, um, Jeroboam was reading his Bible, and he came across this thing about, you know, some golden calves, and he thought that that was a great idea. And so he fashions some golden calves and puts them at these two uh, centers of worship there. And they worship these things, and they go, after, they go astray after other gods, there's a lot of foreigners going through because of the international highways and the, and the travel and the trade. And so they bring their foreign gods in. And the people up north, they're rich, but they're led astray. Their hearts are led astray from God. Down south, they don't have all of that going on. They always have a king of David's line. And they're always kind of um, keeping God's promise. Uh, the Lord had promised that he would establish David's son to reign as king forever. And the, and, the, and the good old folks down south, they believe this promise and they remain faithful. They always have a king of David's line um, up, up through Christ himself. If you look through on, on page 86, there's the two <coughs> columns of Judah and Israel right in the middle <coughs> underneath uh, uh, the key facts. Um, you have a religion for Judah that worshipped at the temple in Jerusalem as God ordained it. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, they stayed true, I think, to, to Yahweh's words. But the northern kingdom absolutely did not. They were... Uh, tripping over themselves and the next god to worship and the, and the next uh, nation to make a treaty with and the next uh, you know pretty wives to join themselves in, in union with of, of these other nations and who serve their other gods and then their hearts are led astray and it's just 
uh, the end of that is just death, death, death. It's it's no good. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the application for our kids, you know, and for us here, is to to look at this example of the hard history of the the nation of of Israel and how it was divided with Judah there, and and say it's always better to remain with the Lord, always. Uh, but our hearts are continually going to be tugged by temptation to want to be like our neighbors, to uh, to want to be uh, cool and uh, you know maybe wealthy and have all the other influences uh, that the nations have around us that you know are unchristian uh, or um, you know other Christian friends have. Uh, but our hearts are led astray so quickly uh, when we turn to other gods. Um, we go back to the Catechism. Uh, what is a god? Was an idol um, that which you uh, fear, put your fear, love, and trust in. Uh, so it's what you spend time with uh, what you trust in what your what your heart desires uh, and and that which you truly love uh, so you know getting back to the uh, I think the heart of this lesson is asking ourselves um, who's our God um, in, in whom do we we put our trust do we put our trust in uh, the accolades the the praise the popularity um, uh, being like everybody else in the world around us fitting in or do we put our trust in the one uh, who fits us into his image and engraves us in the palms of his hands? And that's our Savior. And Jesus is pretty exclusive. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Uh, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. Uh, Matthew 5, uh, blessed are you when others uh, persecute you uh, on account of me. Uh, for great is your reward in heaven. And, and that's just the place we want to be as ourselves. And passing that that comfort and that uh, that counterculturalness, because that's what it is to be Christian, you know, onto our kids. That's what I got. All right. We'll see you next time on Met Mike, Mike in, in the, the morning. morning.